0: It affects our immune system, mental health, digestion, cardiovascular system, and it is responsible for either encouraging or decreasing our risk of certain diseases such as cancer. What is it? It's our gut, often referred to as our microbiome. And we're gonna talk all about it today and how you can improve yours. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. Georgia Saylor is a dietitian, nutritionist, and owner of Vitality Nutrition and Wellness Center in Linwood. Thank you so much for being here, Georgia.
1: You're welcome.
0: I'm super excited to be here. I love love this topic because so I know many of you do. And over the past, I don't know how ever many years recently, I think we've been really focused on this issue a lot more. People didn't realize how important our microbiome and gut health was in the past. So let's just talk a little bit about what it does and then get into you know what we can do to improve it. Okay,
1: so, so basically, when we're talking about the gut, basically, it's one big ecosystem. There's over 500 species of bacteria, which equates in our bodies about three pounds in, of weight in our body. So there's uh, over 100 trillion microbial cells. And there's even this is something most people don't even know. There's 100 times more bacteria DNA than human DNA that are residing in our gut. And if we looked at our gut and we spread it out, it's literally, and you would know this, Robin, it's the size of a tennis court. And so it, it's, it's quite amazing. And so there's more and more, like you said, more and more research about how this human microbiome and how it interacts to create health or disease or even weight gain or weight loss, it has an impact. Um, so these, these inside of these, um, these bacteria, we can call them bacteria, we can call them microbes, we can call them bugs. So, so you might hear me interchanging it, you know, because I really want people to understand that there's good bacteria, or good bugs, and then there's bad bugs, right? And that, you know, so we we kind of understand that, right? We we know that there's, you know, spiders are good, they eat, they eat other other bugs right like so but sometimes we still don't want to see them but we still have that same impression in our body but that is what the newest research is stating we need to focus everybody knows oh probiotics i got to eat probiotics right like i mean i haven't really met one person that doesn't understand that at this stage but a few years back nobody really really understood that um but basically, what these bugs do is they control our digestion, they control our metabolism and inflammation, and like you said, risk of diseases like like cancer. So it's really important to have a, a symbiotic relationship of these these good and these
0: bad bugs. We we want them to interact. So I kind of just want to real quick. You yeah, mentioned sure. probiotics, and I really wanted to ask you a little bit about that because. People know about probiotics, but I also want to talk about prebiotics. And I don't mean to interrupt you, so if, mm-hmm. if you want to finish your thought.
1: Yeah, so so let me just go, yeah, let me just finish this thought because then we can talk about what those, okay. those are. So probiotics. Probiotics are basically those good bacteria, okay? So they—that that is what they are. Probiotics are the good bugs, the good bacteria, okay? So we can also use that as a, or a good microbe, okay? That's what probiotics are. But what they do for us is they produce vitamins, beneficial nutrients, right? They produce molecules that sustain our ecosystem that we were talking about to have that symbiotic relationship with ourselves. Um, so the goal is back balance of those good bacteria and those those probiotics. Now what you're asking about is those prebiotics and those are those are super important just as important as probiotics, right? So prebiotics are basically provide food for the probiotics. So, where do we get that from? When we eat plant-based foods, so that when I say plant-based foods, it could be fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices nuts and seeds beans all of those plant based foods the fiber that our bodies don't digest that's where the prebiotics are summoned in they start to digest that fiber providing good good balance for us if we don't eat fiber rich foods that's where we have a, a more of those bad bugs happening and we don't have enough probiotics in there and when we have too many bad bugs. That's where we're having more inflammation happening. So inflammation that happens inside of the gut is also happening throughout the body. You might, oh, I have a hurt shoulder. My knees are hurting. And note very quickly when people start to clean up their diet, they start to notice, oh, I'm not having as much inflammation. But inflammation can also cause things like leaky gut and, you know,
0: where people have other digestive digestive issues yeah we hear about leaky gut a lot but what exactly is that okay
1: so in our gut we have these like little villa that kind of stick together and then sometimes what happens is they start to spread apart with that with like i said that inflammation and then there's openings so undigested food particles that we're eating go out into the into the bloodstream. And then now our bodies are starting to fight them off, which could cause, which could create autoimmune conditions. Um and of course other other things. You just don't when you have leaky gut, you could possibly have brain fog. You're having bloating and co- diarrhea, constipation, I mean it goes it causes a lot hormone imbalance, med- metabolic imbalance.
0: All of this related to our gut health and the simple fix for this is eating healthier, right? I mean, that's basically yeah. what it comes down to. It's it's just hard to believe.
1: Yeah. So and when we talk about eating healthy, right? We really want to focus on eating a variety of foods. Okay. So let's let's I want to kind of, yeah. So we to focus on variety, a variety of color um, and and fiber-rich foods. But we also want to, this is another really important facet that people really discount, is manage and control our stress. Believe it or not, inside of our stomach, we have the enteric nervous system. The enteric nervous system has more um, nerve nerves fun- as the spinal column. In our digestive system, we produce... Just 80% of those neurotransmitters, the serotonin is produced in our gut. So it's important in other ways to learn to manage our stress,
0: get proper rest, Exercise or move your body. Yes, that is super. Is important. that why it's called the second brain? And there's so many things <laughs> that say, "Oh, I feel it in my gut," because that there's truth to that, isn't there?
1: There is. So there's actually the vagus nerve that connects the brain to the stomach, right? And that's why that's why it's called this the second brain. However, this is something most people don't know. If we cut the vagus brain, the digestive system is brilliant enough to function on its own. So we really need to put more function. It's not just a piece of plumbing. We need to pay attention. What we put in our body really makes really makes a difference. Um, and like back to what we were talking about, of, I was talking about eating foods, and we talked about probiotics. I just want to go back mm-hmm. and circle back sure. to that. Yeah, probiotics can be found in taking supplements, right? You know, it's easy, easy. That can be something. But sometimes we might not take. What our bodies need, right? That we might just take one we think is good, right? Because it was the cheapest one, right? But that's not necessarily always true. Um, but we could get probiotics from eating yogurt, or kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, a green tea, pu'er tea, um, a nice fermented chocolate. There's all different kinds of ways that we can get those those pro- probiotics um, into our into our diet. Then. There's also something to create um, food for those probiotics, because basically, if we're going to invest in doing this for our body, we want to make sure that these guys stay there. They're not just traveling and, and leaving, and then mm-hmm. we need to keep doing it. We need to feed them with short chain fatty acids. And short chain fatty acids can come from resistant starches, green, a little bit of eating a green banana, um, green banana flour, taking our potato or rice and cooking it and cooling it. Those create those resistant starches. When that, when we eat those, we're creating those short chain fatty acids that feed those good bacteria. And I know it can kind of sound a little bit complicated, but you just need to like, maybe at the beginning of the week, make some, and it could really any grain. It could be oatmeal, quinoa, rice that we cook. We make, it, we make a pot and then throughout the week we heat it up a little bit or
0: cool it and and that's How another much of it benefit it? do you need because you know people who are trying to cut their carbs are always worried about that kind of yes. thing like so, do you need like a, a lot of it no the microbiome doesn't care about quantity
1: it really cares about diversity so like a quarter cup would be would be enough or a half a cup but that's the other thing is we we really carbohydrates when i talk about those are good, right? Yeah. Carbohydrates are good foods. Are, but then those simple carbohydrates like candy and cookies and cake, right? Those are going to summon bad bugs into our body. And then when we have them, they create more and more food craving. So really we want to minimize our intake
0: of those so simple like carbohydrates. That's like a double-edged sword. So there's two things about this. You know, obviously you eat more fruits, more vegetables, beans, and, and, and the starches as you're talking about. But also eliminate or at least highly decrease foods such as fried foods and sugary foods, things that can actually harm our microbiome. We're going we're trying to make a step forward, and then we'd be taking two steps back.
1: Exactly, you're you're absolutely right. Like we want to avoid sugars, like fried foods because those are oxidized oils. We want to. Re- reduce or eliminate processed foods any you know they really they don't have any they don't have any benefit and then the other one is minimizing your alcohol intake alcohol does uh, have an
0: impact <laughs> we to, just described um, the american diet what are we going to do about that georgia <laughs> burger fries and a you know beer <laughs> Friday night dinner. (laughs) True. So, you know, like if we could start to add
1: more, you know, have a salad with that, right. Have some broccoli. That'll, that'll be a start,
0: right. It's little small changes. So it does help even if you're, you know, having trouble or, you know, it's a little difficult to really eliminate all of that. It does help to add some of the healthy foods in Oh yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like I said, microbiome doesn't care, but it starts to get a little bit of fiber. It's starting to get a little bit of food. We're going to start to have more, more, more um, balance into our into our gut or microbiome, however we want to we want to refer to it.
0: Uh, l- let me talk to you about antibiotics too. I mean, they're good for you know we need them for certain things, but they've been overused over the years, and that can create a problem.
1: Yeah, so basically antibiotics, it, it's exactly what it was. It takes away good and it takes away bad bacteria, right? Mm-hmm. So so we're, we're clean. So we really want to only use an antibiotic when it's absolutely necessary.
0: Yes, a lot of people, you know, ask their doctors for them because I think that, you know, sometimes uh, some issues can just clear up on their own or the antibiotics won't help on them such as viruses, certain viruses, it's not going to work. So don't push your doctor. <laughs> Thanks, it's not, And doctors probably won't give it to you. And so I want to talk a little bit more about inflammation. You know, I've known you for a while. And you know, I always have this knee issue that is plaguing me. And I'm trying to stretch more and everything. But I do find when I clean it up a little bit over the holidays, I kind of overdid it. So I'm cleaning up my diet a bit and my knee and my shoulder starting to feel better. And that could have something to do with it. Uh, I don't know, but it seems like it's it's helping. So that is a big issue as well because so many people you know take you know go to ibuprofen or they start taking uh, you know types of uh, painkiller type of things when they have these problems, which we don't want to go down that road either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so inflammation does play play a role and, and gut inflammation will affect other parts of the body. And exactly when we clean up our diet and we eat a variety of foods and and using antioxidant foods like those berries and, um, you, you know, there's other things like pycnogenol and using antioxidants like turmeric, all of those things, ginger, um, all different kinds of spices can decrease inflammation in the gut, which will once again, provide better inflammation throughout the rest of, rest of the
0: body. And again, we don't need a lot of it. Uh, just you know, I think even a couple tablespoons of some sauerkraut or a little bit of yogurt can do it, right? Every day. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Uh, I exactly, and that's the American. We have this mentality that we need a lot. No, if we look at other cultures that use these probiotics in their meals, right? Um, like Indians, for example, might put some pickles on their food, and um, the Japanese will use miso as a little little. Koreans use a teeny bit of. Kim- If you go to the, and you eat, you see, they're just putting a tablespoon or two. It's not, it's not a ton.
0: Of course, food is probably the best source, but do you think people should hedge their bets and take pre and probiotics as well? And if so, what should they look for?
1: Okay. So that's a really complicated question. So yes, a variety of like there's different probiotics. If you're going to go buy one, that has a variety. I would get one that has like ten different, like the lactobacillus um, and the bifidus bacteria. Those would be the ones that I find that most people are. Are lacking the prebiotics. So you can get like different formulations, but you can also get that from eating a variety of foods, but like marshmallow root and slippery elm and dandelion and, you know, chamomile and peppermint oil and more. There's all different kinds. But if you really wanted to, um learn more that's for you what your body would be best beneficial i think doing a nice um gut microbiome test like at vitality we do something called the gut zoomer and that's like it's a stool test and then we get a chance to actually read what's best for you and then you know but like i said you can go and find a well-rounded probiotic don't just get an acidophilus or don't just get like um. You know, a bifidus, like get get a well rounded one because
0: mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna do do much better with that. But but they're are- are experiencing real issues, that test sounds very interesting because you can really pinpoint what's needed for you. Talk to us a little bit about that and maybe some of your clients who have used it.
1: So I have seen so much success with with that test because they have tried so many things. They've gone to so many GI doctors and trying to figure figure things out. But this is like literally individualized. So you're actually getting to see you. So it tests a, many different things, but it tests your digestive sufficiency. So whether or not you're lacking on your food enzymes, your 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 enzymes to digest food. You get to see if you're having fat malabsorption. Um, so you're able to see like, okay, what do I actually need to do to improve my digestion? You're able to see how much inflammation is in your gut and what what you can do about that, whether it's starting to a lot of times I'll see people very lacking in one of the bacteria called it's called acromancia. And acromancia can really be corrected by eating red foods. So then, that will decrease inflammation. So even if somebody doesn't do the test, I a lot of times will say eat some cranberries or raspberries, uh, some tart cherries. Even if they're dried, right? That could be something that that people can do. Then the test actually looks at your your probiotics. You get to see the different bacteria and where there might be at about where you might not have enough or where you might have too much. Um, and yes, I have seen. Like right now, I'm working with a client that was really sick after having COVID, and oh. caused many other things. And we
0: are making, you know, really great, great, great progress with with can with him. Can you do this online as well? Can you talk? You know, send someone the test, get the results, and work with them online as well. If they can. Oh they yeah.
1: Can. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You can. Yes, I mean, you can, whether or not you choose to do it through us at Vitality, there are other ones, you know, other companies that do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it can be a hundred percent
0: virtual. Virtual, yes, that's great. Well, I, I must live a boring life because to me that's so exciting. <laughs> that's really like, I want to know this about myself because it can fix so many things. I mean, it affects so much. I've talked about my knee, but even sleep issues or brain fog. I mean, there's some memory. Yes, everything. And just to know something like that, it just seems kind of important. It's unfortunate that it's not part of, you know, when we get our annual blood tests, it would be great if we did that as well.
1: I, I think, think so, like but I be. think there will be in the future when there's more and more research and they start to see I mean it'll it'll save the medical establishment billions of dollars if we started to look at look at life like that. But you know this culture is not really looking at nutrition as an, an important facet either even though it's
0: contributing to you know 80% of lifestyle you know of diseases. absolutely you know? as well as you mentioned our stress and our activity or lack thereof, how much physical mm-hmm. activity we get. But you know, in my mind, I've been doing this for, I don't know, over 30 years. And I just really feel we have so much control. There's some things we can't control. There's certain genes, there's our age, there's certain things that we cannot control, but there is a lot that we can control. Every bite that we put into our mouth, our decision whether to move our bodies or not move our bodies, our way of managing stress. I mean, everybody has stress, but there's ways to manage it. I mean, there's a million and one apps now out there for stress management and meditation and yoga, whatever, or just doing something you love to do, finding time for yourself. There's so many different ways to to find that. We just have to make the the choices, don't you think?
1: I agree with you 100 percent that like to me, like that's just as important as putting good foods in our body, because if we're not doing satisfying work or satisfying activities, we're not as apt to put good foods in our body. It all goes it all goes together. Managing our stress, you know, loving our day, you know, cherishing our day makes 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 a big difference but i do want to just add something to what you said we do we are individual and we have our own genetic makeup believe it or not when our microbiome the good the balance of that symbiosis is, is we can turn on the good benefits of the good dna like the so our dna behaves really well Right. And just like vice versa, when we're not putting good foods in our body and not having we, we have dysbiosis of our microbiome, that's when our genes turn off and express and they behave badly. So causing diseases. So it, it believe it or not, like I said, very at the very early, our DNA makes a difference. But how we take care of our our own microbiome.
0: That is really a good point. I, you know, I spoke with a Harvard professor, a very intelligent man who actually was the first one to identify the first three genes in um, Alzheimer's disease. So this guy knows his stuff. And he actually talked about that. He said, you know, there's only certain little bit of, you know, what we get from our family that, that you can't change, you know, certain DNA you cannot change, but there's a lot we can change just by the choices we make, the lifestyle we lead, you know, what we put into our bodies and just, or overall health. And I found that to be fascinating because there's some people that just think, Oh, well, that was in my family and it's going to happen to me and there's nothing I can do about it. But that's that's not true.
1: It's not, we need to be our own CEO of our own health,
0: right? Like we really do. I love that. I love that. I'm going to steal that Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) I'll attribute it to you. (laughs) So I'm sure you have lots of this information on your website and you talk with people, you work with people one-on-one and in groups virtually and in person. So where can people reach out to learn more?
1: So our website is vitalitynutritionandwellnesscenter.com.
0: Fantastic, thank you so much. I thought this was really interesting, a great overview of our gut health and what we can do to improve it and some of the steps we can take to uh, eliminate uh, damaging it in the future. So thank you so much for joining us, Georgia. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you for being with me today, for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll keep you updated on my most recent episode. Until I see you next time, keep living well.